Alrighty, team. So just a recap on episode two with Jared. Um, Jared spoke about his professional life, his personal life, um, learning from experiences and how he's been able to progress. Um, You know, going through some pretty tough times with health, being able to, I guess, find the brighter side of life. And, um, you know, he's now turned that around and he's doing, he's giving back to the community and, you know, giving, giving these, uh, these people with chronic diseases and illness and cancers, um, a place where they can come together and where they can, uh, train and be a support network outside of their illness. So uh, as he states quite well, these aren't people with just one type of illness that can talk to each other. These are people suffering or that have suffered uh, through many different illnesses and they can talk about coping mechanisms. They can get out and train and encourage each other and focus on something positive and uh, what they're able to do, not uh, I guess what they were able to do. So they're focusing on what they can still do now. Um, so really great hearing from Jared and got some really great takeaways. He's a really awesome guy. Um, let's crack on with today's episode. So episode three with Simon Vitalich. Uh, Simon and I go way back. We've known each other since we were both four. Um, you know, we went through school together. We've both been able to see each other grow. And one thing that I got to take away from uh, my sit down with Simon was that his perception on wealth and, um, oh no, well, yeah, his perception on wealth has changed so much. Going from a monetary value, um, what he perceived as wealth, to now finding out that, or not finding out, but now seeing that uh, spending time with family and friends is just so much more rewarding and so much more satisfying. Um, Simon, you know, he kind of went through a few tough times with injury, um, some big setbacks, you know, he's, um, and he's done well. He's come out as a a late twenties now. He's running a very successful business in the construction industry. Um, he's doing really well. He's looking forward to his wedding next year in Bali, which is fantastic. So, all the best to Simon then. Uh, and guys, look, I really think you're going to get a lot out of today's podcast. Um, seeing that it's never too late to change your perception on what you deem as wealth, uh, I think is a really great takeaway for absolutely anyone. So guys, uh, I really hope you enjoy today's episode. Please make sure at the end to give us uh, five stars on the ratings and leave a comment as well. Just say how great it all is. Uh, And even if it isn't, still do it. Just help a brother out. Alrighty, guys, I really think you're going to enjoy today's episode and uh, let's get into it. Welcome team. My name is Josh Atkins and you're listening to Australia's Most Adventurous Podcast. So, girls, just so you know as well, if you do talk, we can't hear you. So, if you do want to chat, go somewhere else. I listen to this, so I'm So, you're a good pipe? Yeah. Obviously, I'm going to be referring to you as Simon through this. So, no disrespect. Pie man. Pie man. 
You good, brother? You confident? Yeah, yeah you are. You're good. All right, so uh, welcome, everyone. Obviously, no intro by me, Simon. Uh, Vitalich is with me for number episode three. Um, and Pie Man, give us the intro. Who are you? Uh, my name's Simon Vitalich. Um, 28 years old now, turning. Um, living down in Palm Beach, grew up in Redlands. Beautiful partner, Brianne Parrott. And I like to thank a whole group of good mates. Nice, mate. Cool. All right. So, um, and for everyone that's listening as well, the reason I call him Pie Man is because it rhymes. Simon the Pie Man with the Pie Van. So, for anyone that's wondering, um, when you hear me call Simon Pie, that's why. Um, and just a quick one, which Simon didn't recap on, is uh, we've been mates since we've been about four. So, obviously, a very, very loose conversation here with a lot of nicknames. Um, so if you do get confused, just try and follow along. Uh, but Pi, let's get a recap on your life. So tell us about right up until you've turned 28. Um, I had a different upbringing. Um, I don't know, it's hard to explain everything that happened. Um, Starting from a young age, everything was like happy families, everything was all good. And then sort of around like the age of nine, um, I don't know, real life kicks in and you start to see the what life is actually going to be about. So families break up, um, friendships come and go and then go through to high school and you think you know what you want to do and... Then you realise it's not that. You choose a different avenue and... All right, Pie Man. So um, let's uh, let's talk about your job. So you've really kind of been working in the same kind of career pretty much your whole life. Um, tell us about what got you started off when you were first working to where you are now. Started off in the industry out of goodwill from um dad actually i was working with my brother just laboring as a plumber after um my job at fisher and pikeville got made redundant when they moved it offshore um and then yeah my brother started running short on work and dad that was still quite distant from threw a threw me an offer to go work in concrete tilt panels and Started with uh, CJB, um, Carlos, Carlos Nevaez. Started with him and, um, yeah, after two, two and a bit years at the company, just through some high and low times, ended up moving on and started um, freelancing around a bit, going between different companies. And um, actually working for... One company got poached by and the owner of another um, because one of his workers was working with this other company and said that I was a hard worker and ended up going and joining them and was with them for three and a half years and saw what the owner of the company had in ways of assets, lifestyle, um, I think happiness, 
I like to think happiness, but later on we'll get down to it and being in a yeah, drifting off topic. But anyway, um, yeah, after a few years there with um, the company, I thought, fuck it, I'm going to try for my happiness and um, started my own company. I was upfront and honest with the boss at the time and he supported the decision and um, yeah 2016 registered the company and um, by 20 one year later actually um, August 2017 it um, yeah took off like a bomb Nice, mate. So, just really quickly, let's jump back. Um, what did you say the type of... Was it j- the type of concreting you were doing? JCB or...? Um, no, nah, that was the company was CJB. CJB. Um, we do concrete tilt panels. Concrete tilt panels. Okay, and, and just like, like, let's dumb that down. So, what's concrete tilt panels? Um, it's your commercial concrete wall. It's, it can come in two forms. It can either get made at a factory precast and trucked out. Otherwise, it can be built on site um, where you just pour a concrete slab on the ground and with certain components in it, and you pick it up later and with a crane and make a wall. Okay. So I guess for a- anyone that's listening, like that's trying to get the visual right now, so if we were thinking of something like a Kmart or a Target, the four walls around them, the concrete walls, is that would that be pretty correct of yeah. what it looks like? Yeah, okay, correct. perfect. Awesome. So you've gone from dad asking you if you need a hand after you're made redundant from fisher and pikel they are they offshore <laughs> and then um you, you've gone from there and so once i uh, helping out dad you've gone uh to doing a bit of freelance work and stuff where you've uh i guess we've come up to your your would it be your last boss that you had where you've kind of made everything clear that like you know i want to progress and eventually get to somewhere where uh, I'm comfortable and I'm ready to run my own business and progress from there. Would that be right? Yeah, definitely. Perfect. Okay, cool. So from there, once we've once once we've spoken to your boss and uh, you know he's given you all clear, how long did you spend with him? Um. So I was with him for a total of five years, and. Um, yeah, I made it. Made it pretty clear right within about maybe two years of being there. He was actually real supportive of me actually studying. Okay. So actually, um, I said to him that like my plan was to start a start a company and stuff like that. And yeah, he was like, "Oh yeah, there's not many young people doing that." You know, right on you, good on you, get into it. And, and how was, how old do you reckon you were when you asked him or spoke to him about that? So what what kind of age? Like two years in from working with him, how old? Like uh, I was twenty. I was twenty two and a half. Yeah, so maybe twenty three. Twenty three. Okay. Say twenty three. Early days. Good. And um, yeah, I said that I wanted to go further. I, as I said, I I thought he what he had was happiness. So I I wanted that. I wanted I wanted the Australian dream of mortgage free debt free holiday when you want yep buy what you want show up when you want <laughs> nice okay so so what what you saw as, as happiness or what you saw as the dream was 
running your own business, being able to like, you know, uh, essentially own whatever you want within reason, mortgage free, so have your own house, being able to get away, get overseas whenever you want, you know, look after the family. That was what you perceived as, as your happiness. Would that be correct in saying? Very much right. Perfect. Good. Okay, mate, mate. That, you sum that, that up perfect. That's great. That's perfect. I mean, mate, look, that's exactly how I see it as well. So I'm completely with you. All right, Pi. So awesome. So we've 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 just spoken to your boss, and uh, you know he, he's just said great work. Like you know you seem pretty keen and eager. So what what's happened from there? So around 23 years, when you've said that you want to, you know, you've got these aspirations of essentially working towards your happiness. Um. Well, finished studying at the end of. Um, December 2015 um, sorry mate what was the study as well what were you studying uh, diploma building construction okay just just to be um, a builder in yep. the, pretty much and um, yeah so that ended December 15 um, 2016 came along and started realising yep fuck it let's just go for this um, actually actually it was a particular moment. It was the um, it was February, February twenty seven, twenty sixteen, and um, yeah, it got smashed up on the highway. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Can, can can we clarify what smashed up is? Um, I got pinned up against the barrier at one hundred and ten kilometers an hour. Wow. Um, driving home from work, and I ended up having four months off work. And it was at that point that I was just like, fuck it. Like, anything can happen at any time. Yep. So, just make the most of the opportunity at hand. And that's when, uh, it was at that moment during that incident in recovery that I decided, fuck it, I'm going to have a crack and start my own business. Nice, man. And just to clarify for everyone as well, uh, Simon wasn't in the wrong. Uh, It was the other driver. (laughs) Just because I don't want people to think that, like, you know, you were on your phone or anything and texting and driving, I think. So, just for everyone to know that, yeah, Simon wasn't in the wrong. Um, and then, yeah, so he's, he's come out of this uh, pretty awful situation. And I've seen the photos as well of, of the aftermath. It was uh, it, it was pretty hectic. So, um, I guess, well, you sum it up quite well. It was quite a traumatic experience. And uh, it's kind of made you think about what's important in life. So, uh, what happened from then there, mate? Um, so started the, started the actual shit rolling with the business, um, registered the, registered and, uh, a trust registered a company, trademarked the name, um, going in between accountants, solicitors, getting everything started, spoke to, um, one of Bree's good mates that's actually in my eyes quite successful um, Andy Crutchniffer <laughs> um, I can't pronounce his last name it's like Crush Schneider or something like that but on Bree's phone it's always Crutchniffer so that's uh, his name Andy Crutchniffer <laughs> um, Universal Home Theatres you need anything done around your house? Andy Crutchniffer. <laughs> um, 
And he got me in touch with another company, Sydney-based company, um, OMG. And I was like, what the hell is um, online marketing? Like, you know, internet, websites, Google, stuff like that. Yep, yep. Like, you always go to Google, but you never quite understand how it works. Definitely how all the analytics and stuff are done. Oh, mind-blowing. Yeah, I know, it's crazy. Um, So, yeah. Uh, he put me on to um, OMG and um, I started paying this company $1,100 a month. Okay, so nothing short of a nickel. It was a lot of money. I was yeah. just like, fuck me, I'm paying this company $1,100 a month and yeah. I don't even know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> wow. So is this right when you started out? Like right this is from, right at the start. So, so from as, the soon as, as soon as I registered the company back in august 2016 yeah i got on top of omg in december that month and we started um our partnership in um early stages of january wow so 1100 bucks a month 1100 a month yeah no, um, nothing locked to laugh in, at. locked in for a 12 month contract wow okay um so i was quite nervous so i was just like yeah well fuck it you might as well take all the money up front definitely um and Funny enough, it fucking worked. Like, right. Oh, sorry. The early stages was cold calling. Like, you see it. You were cold calling or you were getting cold no, calls? No, I was doing the cold calls. Okay, like, right. I was like, fuck it. I need to get my name out there somehow. Yep. And I, the number one thing I said to myself and I promised the boss was, I will never touch one of your clients. Right. I said, I will not step on your toes to get ahead myself. Right, okay. So kind of that loyalty aspect. Yeah, because he was so understanding of me progressing. So I wanted to show my respect. Yep. Which, yeah, I hold respect and loyalty pretty high. So the online marketing was actually a really good way of trying to um, establish a new clientele away from um, my old boss's usual business. Um, as I said, $1,100 a month. That's a kick to the nuts. 12-month contract. That Definitely. Sucks. However... Mate, pay, mate, paying for petrol is a kick to the nuts. So that's only 100 bucks. But yeah, I get you. So I sucked it up. Andy, Andy gave me some great words of wisdom pointed me in the right direction just to fork out a lot of cash for fucking no reason whatsoever <laughs> in my eyes at the moment. So I was doing the cold call and calling around, you're calling uh, FKG and you're calling Hutchinson Builders and you're calling um, ADCOs and oh, some builders that you don't really want to speak to and just to try and get a start. And uh, one of them actually paid off and we got our first job in May 2017 um, out at Baval in Ipswich doing a shell. Okay. What's a shell? Just to clarify. Shell that. service station. All right, gotcha. And um, yeah, from there we did one job. That was Hutchinson Builders. God bless. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Never to Hutchinson. All <laughs> oh, right, okay. Um, but yeah, they were good to get started with uh they pay on time they always they might screw you down to the bottom dollar but they always pay it was a good start nice started, good got the first job runs on the board hutchinson builders then 
then went to another Hutchinson site. And then from that Hutchinson site, went to another Hutchinson site. And then we went to an FKG site. And then the online marketing kicked in after that was um, October. October 20... October 2017. Gotcha. So... Um, within five months, uh, sorry, so yeah, it took about nine months worth of mark online marketing and we landed our first big job, which was, um, it was a job in motorway circuit, Ormo. It was worth, um, contract was quarter of a million dollars. Far out. Um, so just that one contract paid for the whole marketing, like the whole online marketing for the year plus next year's online marketing. Beautiful. So this one this one contract that you got, and this was found through the online yeah. marketing. So yeah. OMG found you this contract, which essentially paid for the year and next year's. Correct. Fantastic. Okay, so after that, then, oh, then what happened? So I'm guessing the contract went well, everything went smooth? Yeah, everything went fucking perfect good good um and that was that was the start of it um we performed on that job we ended up the builder had another job straight after so we went and did that one and he had another one straight after that so we went into that one and um next thing you know we've done in the financial year we did four jobs for that builder and um because we're working with um, his other subcontractors, they've actually referred us to other builders and it all started climbing as well as the SEO, like OMG doing their work and yeah, it just escalated. That's awesome, mate. So, and where are we now on the timeline? Whereabouts are we? So just after we finish, I guess, these extra contracts from, are we still Hutchinson's? Um, done a little bit for Hutchies. Um, trying to stay away from those big builders. They're yeah, just, okay. They're, well, because they do the whole way they make their profit is by passing on the the work for a a better, I guess a, a lesser bit, isn't it? Um, they just try and they try and get the price so the price is down. The job needs to accelerate as fast as possible. It's just. I don't know. For me, those projects with the big builders, they're just not uh, profitable. Right, okay. So, just, more or less, you get, you saw that as a way to really get your name out there yeah, and, yeah. and get some kind of... Yeah, they're a good stepping stone. Yeah, perfect. Ah, oh, fair enough, mate. Like, that's ex- I guess that's exactly what you wanted then. Um, so, let's step away from the business at the moment. So, I guess before we, we keep going on about how you're doing it, and I guess for anyone that wants to know as well, what is the business name? Tilt Constructions. Tilt Constructions. Okay, perfect. So as we uh, step away from Tilt Constructions for a second, I guess what everyone's going to want to know is uh, what are some of your hobbies and interests? So something that actually interests Simon other than Um, work. Love surfing. I love the water. Um, Used to love fishing, but got frustrated when I couldn't catch fish. (laughs) (laughs) Um, love, Love partying. Um, love drinking. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just pretty much that. 
kind of really fit into just, that uh, that coast vibe, I guess. Then living down at Palm Beach. Yeah, just real simple. Just love, love drinking and getting out, being social, having a surf, yeah, catch a working. fish when you can. Yeah, and working. It's like um like a balancing act between holiday and working. I think I enjoy holidays short term, um, and then I start to get shitty that. I'm not working, not earning money, so then I go back. I want to go back to work, so I guess, I guess work's still a hobby. Definitely. Well, I think I'm always with, thinking about it. With anyone that owns a business, they are. They know exactly <coughs> what you're talking about. It's the difference between owning a business and working for a salary. Is mm. when you're working for a salary, you can take that time off and still get the paycheck. Whereas when you have a business, you got to work for it. And it's it's hard to think. It's kind of what you really. You, you work for what you love like you're never really going to run a business that you hate I guess or if you are running a business that you hate it will never be successful um, alright so I guess surfing uh, one of the big ones there you and I used to do it as kids all the time and, uh, <laughs> head down the Gold Coast um, alright mate so let's uh, let, let's talk about and this is uh, this is pretty prevalent we've already heard a slight part about it but let's uh, let's talk about some of your previous injuries and setbacks so we've already heard about the uh, the highway incident, but uh, I guess a more recent one, which took a pretty big toll. Um, <coughs> let's uh, let's talk about that. Um, yeah, so back in February 2016, um, car accident. I ended up um, damaging the wrist. Um, what everyone thought quite minor but for some reason it just keeps reoccurring so ended up having uh four months off originally and then um just recently uh last last year yeah all um september last year as that work and uh re redid the injury again which was pretty shitty after having surgery the first time how'd you do that how'd you redo it um it's so pathetic i just like picked up a piece of ply it was only like 200 mil wide about a meter long and i just flicked the wrist (laughs) i flicked the wrist and i fucking hurt it again (laughs) i was like fuck me um so then yeah Redid that, so I'm back at the doctors for that. And then um, in November, that's last year, I um, I picked up a piece of ply covering up a hole, and I fell down a hole. <laughs> Mate, I think so. <laughs> so so ply seems to be your worst enemy here, yeah. or at least ply is involved with your worst injuries. So. Um, so, so this last one. So, you, you've picked up a bit of ply that's, I'm guessing, on on site, and just then what you fall. Was it like a manhole? What kind of? Like, how would we was, describe this hole? Um, it's an auger hole, so it was 450 mil wide, and um, it's for a footing. It's a footing pier. Okay, so something we would pour or stick a post down or pour pour concrete yeah, into. Yeah, just just a supporter just to support the building okay right concrete so, footing right gotcha and um yeah I was thank god bless there was no fucking steel in there otherwise it'd be a different story but right so if there were steel in there what might have happened like just shred oh, your foot up oh it would have tore apart the leg wow um but anyway so gone down that s- s- snapped my foot three ways 
toes, uh, ligaments of the toes ripped off the bone, um, rolling around on the dirt like a little bitch, crying, and all the boys are just looking at me like, what the fuck just happened? And I'm just like pissing my eyes out, crying, yelling, screaming. And because um, it wouldn't tickle, like for anyone that's uh, has ever kicked their toe, imagine that probably times a million. I'm guessing. Oh, was, I've never felt this pain ever from a life. Right, yeah. And um, I ripped the boot off, and I looked down, and my foot's fucking. I don't know. I like to say like a pumpkin. It was just fat as. Wow. And um, yeah, I. I don't know. I've. I all the boys like. Do you want us to drive you to the hospital? And I'm like, just a fuckhead. I'm just like, no, just keep working. I'll, it'll be right. We've got concrete coming soon. So I jump in my car. We're in, um, we're doing Coles Roachdale. And um, they go, the builder goes, oh, you know where Logan Hospital is? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, where are you? So you're gonna go to Logan Hospital? I'm like, fuck no, I'm not leaving my car at Logan Hospital. <laughs> so I drove straight down to um, Ashmore. I parked my car at Ashmore at um, Bree's sister's place and got her partner to drive me to Gold Coast Hospital. And they did all these x-rays and there was nothing. They couldn't find anything. So there's nothing wrong with the actual bone integrity. Yeah, they the they did the X-rays and they're like, no, we can't see anything. And I was just like, fuck me, not this again, because went through the same sort of situation with the wrist. And um, then they go, oh, we'll do one more X-ray, and they did a weight bearing X-ray, and they were like, oh, we think there's something. So they referred me to the fracture clinic in Rabina. And, um, yeah, they confirmed that there was a Liz Frank dislocation and um, also other damages. And, um, yeah, from there, they said, oh, do you want to go um, public? Uh, do you want us to put you on the waiting list? And I was just like, no, I'm like, I'm going private. They're, yeah. like, they're like, do you have a do you have a doctor in mind? I was like, yeah, well, my wrist surgeon said this doctor which was uh, Dr. Francois. Oh, and, good, good shout out. And uh, yeah, went to, they go, the lady at the Rabina Fracture Clinic, she goes, oh, he actually does some surgeries here. I know him. I'll send him a text message. So I had the um, wrist surgeon and this other doctor sending him um, text messages. And I, they said, just give him a call. So I gave him a call and got in with him and it's been fucking fantastic he's a great surgeon and great physio shit of a time long period but and for everyone that's wondering Simon's car was fine as well at Logan Hospital it wasn't robbed or the wheels were still on as well I parked it at Ashmore oh good okay so sorry <laughs> so you didn't have to worry about Logan Hospital no fuck <laughs> not sorry to the people in Logan no don't be sorry mate they deserve it all right, mate, so, um, all right, so some, some of the major setbacks, like definitely the foot, like I know all about this, I've seen it as well, um, how bad it's been. Uh, let's go on the flip. What do you consider some of your most major successes? Now, this can be in life. It doesn't have to be 
uh, business. <coughs> like, definitely, I know the uh, under-18s grand final was a pretty big one <laughs> that we played in together. But uh, as opposed to that being number one, what else would come after that? Um. Yeah, it's something pretty silly, but a simple thing. I remember when I first when I first um, shouted, "Mum, like dinner." Okay. Like. Oh, mate, that's extremely humbling. Actually, being able to pay someone back for so much support was obviously a big rewarding thing and um, just I don't know obviously the the divorce and everything like that like it was a bit of a weird upbringing but yeah that was um, I count that as a success um, I was lucky enough to meet um, my life partner at 18 Bree so um that's definitely a success. Um, what what about her saying yes as well? That was always going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> always. So, uh, so, so, Bree. I wasn't, I wasn't even nervous flying over. I was only nervous <laughs> that the ring wasn't going to fit. <laughs> so, so for everyone, uh, so Simon did recently just uh, propose to Bree, and she did say yes. Um, so that's that's all I was referring to in terms of uh, the life partner and being a major success because I think out of everyone I was probably one of the most excited people when I found out um, but mate that, that's awesome especially talking about Narelle um, your mum and uh, that being a major success that's uh, extremely down to earth of you so so really well done there alright mate um, so let, let, let's just touch on in terms of because we are a somewhat fitness based podcast um the types of activities that you do so you already touched on what some of your hobbies and interests were and that's like surfing and I know all about that as well um, but let, let's talk about so uh, as a part or apart from the foot being injured and some of the injuries you have sustained over the time um, you know what would be some of the type of interests and, uh, and fitness activities that you do enjoy so surfing being one um <clears throat> In 2017, when we won the um, under-18s grand final. For AFL, for anyone that's wondering as well. Um, Great year. From that year? No, it wasn't 2017. It was 2008. We were under-17. We were under-18s. Yeah, I'm stunned. It was two years ago. (laughs) Yeah. So so for anyone that's wondering, it's... 2008. uh, Yeah, 2008, we were the under-18s. So we were 17 years old. Yeah. 2008. Um, I joined Jets, Jets gym at Redland Bay. Okay. And, Mate, that, um, is, that would explain those biceps. I paid, um, it was $9 a week. Nine? No. It was eight. It was $8 a week. You're kidding. It was $16 a fortnight. Wow. And, um, yeah, from there it was always been a part of Jet's gym and I'm pretty sure they only charge me now under 20 bucks uh, a fortnight which is pretty good they've upped it a little bit but 
Mate, that that's I'm, actually. I'm still pretty really, sure it's a cheap rate. That is that's <laughs> most people extre- say it's pretty cheap. Mate, oh, let me tell you, that is an extremely cheap rate. Even for those tiny little box gyms, that is like you're, you're on a cracking deal. Um, so yeah, uh, used to. I love, as I said, love partying. Always used to party. Um, weekends during the week, anything, whatever, don't care. Um, it was awesome. Gym was always, always had to go Monday, Tuesday. You always had to go at least four out of the seven days. Yep. Um, you always had to have more work days than rest days. Gotcha. Sort of thing. Um, and you said, like, as you're growing up, like, you, you, t- you did it religiously. Like, you came from an AFL background the fitness background it was always ease you want to look good and it was just like yeah go to gym definitely if you're fucked up you still went to gym <laughs> if you're sick you still go to gym you just always went and then um I don't know you start change yeah I've got a different look on fitness to yourself yeah um you live and breathe it like you train in it um you teach people in it and you yourself fucking froth on it you watch <laughs> you watch people doing it and you enjoy it which is weird to some people i find it weird yep that's fair enough i find it weird that people want to train on a sunday <laughs> oh mate oh, okay well, let's not go that far i find it weird that people want to train on a saturday fair enough okay yeah so um I've come up like I've always just had to do four days always four days gym that's it um at footy we used to run 5k's you and me used to because we were only a kilometre apart we used to run together yep do loops stuff like that um but the gym thing it's always only ever been just do more work days and rest days if you miss a day you miss a day oh perfect mate that, oh, that sounds really good so, um, all right, let's now, now, let's now touch on what uh, motivates you both personally and uh, for business as well. So, let's just touch on both of those aspects there. So, uh, let's flip on to the business side first. What do you, what do you feel is like a, um, quite a large motivator for business? So, wanting to, to succeed in business and, and running uh, Tilt Constructions. Um, the business drives actually derive from the personal drive. Okay. I get quite um, a personal connection to uh, some people that I feel like I've, I've got to do something to help them. And um, there was starting a business and doing well in a business is a great way to provide for a lot of people. Not only could I um, provide for myself and Bree and help mum out I can give um, people that I grew up with like that I've um, uh, worked with I can provide them with continual work jobs um, uh, like give dad a job and give him continual work like I could start in the business I could help a lot of people also myself 
personal. Perfect, mate. Well, that's, that sounds amazing. So you've, you've started a, a business not only to secure your own family's, uh, let, let's say, wealth and, and continued standards of living, but you also wanted to do it out of being able to help provide for friends that, and that you've made throughout uh, your time in the industry as well. So it's, uh, it's very admirable, mate. Well, good on you. Your heart's in the right place. And so I, I guess you touched on it as well, like that what motivates you in business is because of personal life and everyone's personal lives, being able to help them with that because, you know, people without jobs can't really, you know, look after themselves, I guess. Um, so, mate, that, that, that's uh, really good. Um, all right, so, Pie Man, what's, uh, what, what's coming up? What have you got planned? Let's, uh, let's talk business. What, what are you looking for in the future? Um, I've got... Um Work-wise, quite boring. Just a few jobs coming up. We're booked out till June, which is good for good work-wise, um, construction-wise at least. Right. Um, personally, in the near future, with um, me and Bree, we've got our wedding next year. Um, Can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Going to be a great wedding. Um, going to have two bucks parties. Nice. One in Australia and one over in Bali. <laughs> We've got some. We got Bree shaking her head over in the uh, kitchen there. <laughs> but we'll, we'll see. It'll happen. <laughs> um, and then, oh no, I um, I'm ready for a, a new business venture. I'm ready for something different, a change. I've um, been trying to think of a different avenue. Um, just try something different. Um, I don't think I'm capitalising on my own personal ability in construction. I think I can do better. Um, I think that's a good way to think. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'll, I'll think of something when I find it. When I find that little that little niche and that little avenue, I'll let you know, mate. Okay, mate. Perfect. That sounds that sounds great. Um, and now this is this is what's been probably one of the tougher questions for everyone. Um, what do you feel like you're doing to set an example? Uh, this can be in either your personal life and business or something that kind of goes across planes. But do you feel like you really do it? Well, and I'll let you answer this, but I, I, there's definitely something I can see um, um, that I'll note if you don't. But if you hit it on the head, then yeah. All right. Um. I've never liked to think about it, but um, it's definitely prolific. There's, by me starting a business and chasing a better um, form of happiness or lifestyle or, or dream or, or um, just chasing change. Uh, at such a young age, well, I thought I was I'm young for what I do, but when you're looking at a bigger global aspect, there's younger people doing bigger things than what I do, but the tight circle of friends around me actually looked up to me and thought that they could also then strive to achieve. Um, there's, I know um, we've got a neighbour upstairs, Troy. He was. He actually said to me that he was... He's inspired by me just having and a crack at Troy? Um, I think he's 30. 31. 
Pretty sure he's 31. Okay, so he got a, got a couple years on us. Yeah, so... And he was inspired by, like... And when he said that, I was a bit, like, blown away. I was like, man, I didn't think I was doing anything to crash off. Yeah, and yeah. And then... Um, yeah, and then a few other people actually said it too, and you just, like... I, you didn't realise at the time, but... Yeah, you're actually motivating and inspiring people to achieve better too, and it's all so a um, success, I guess. Mate, great answer. I think uh, one thing I'd like to add on there for you, because it's always hard to talk about yourself sometimes, especially like this, where you're not one for for big noting yourself. But one thing that I've noticed since we were kids as well, and, and growing up into teens and adolescence, um, everything you do you always do 100%. There's really that, that no kind of stone left unturned, no sort of half-assed effort or anything. So um, for anyone that does rock up to the job site, I feel that um, you're always leading that example. Now, that, that's not for me to say that I've ever worked with you. Like, I've never come out to site and I'd probably be scared and I'd probably have to work too hard. Um, but definitely j- just from us growing up like I, I know you as a person um, that you would definitely be leading from example on the work site which would not only inspire all the guys that work for you but definitely instill in them that confidence of being able to trust you with their futures as their boss so they know that you have their best interests uh, at heart, which you do, which is what you've said as well. You, you know, you, you've you've got this business which not only looks after your family but all your friends and uh, colleagues that you've made throughout your time in the industry. So, um, mate, that's that's what I want to add for you, and just just as a as a personal observation. So I'm, I'm not saying that's the truth or not, but that's just what I observe and perceive as the truth. Um, all right, mate. So before just the last one before our wrap up uh, questions is, mate, I want to know what you feel has been some of your most major life learning. So what do you feel you've learned throughout your time that uh, you'd like to pass on to everyone else? And d- don't think that you're too young. Like we're both we're both uh, in our yeah, late twenties um, now. So yeah. So right at the start when I was talked about. The, um, the perception of happiness. Yep. Um, I thought that money was the way to happiness. Okay. However, um, in recent experiences, I've been a business owner for long. You can call my bullshit, whatever. I don't care. Um, when I broke the foot and I was sidelined and I can't see or do or feel what's going on, um, the, the, the chase of money isn't, and the, actually the chase, to chase the money and get rewarded with it isn't happiness. Um, um, ever since the accident, I used to, oh, before the accident, it was always just work, 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 work. And then, um, since the accident, I've never been so mentally strained and fucked up in my in the head ever and um yeah me and Breezy were in Bali and I put the, I just said I'm fucking not working Saturdays anymore 
So we started enforcing those Saturdays right from the um, from the word go. Is this on, for the entire company? Yeah. I, okay. I um, I just it's it's not chasing the monies and all the happiness. You got to there's a balance, and I didn't have a balance last year, and it, it fucked me. And it was it was wrecking family life. It was wrecking friends friendships. Friend, oh no, chase, uh, not not wrecking friendships, but distancing friendships because you were never able to make time because you're always working and um, yeah if, if I could say anything it's just it's just being happy is the only key yep it's doesn't matter what you get paid there's fucking a lot more people happier chilling out in bar and smoking fucking a bit of weed <laughs> I made the tree with a fucking chopping trolley and a fucking blanket <laughs> than most people sitting in a million dollar mansion definitely mate I think you've uh, however think you've... Okay. I fucking really want that million dollar mansion oh mate tell me <laughs> mate if I, if I could have that million dollar mansion for nothing I'd take it I'll tell you that much but mate, I, I think you honestly you hit it on the head there and uh, I think uh, seeing as you are the, the third person that, that's chatted on the uh Podcast. Everyone said the same thing that eventually it all comes down to to, to family, and you know we we can include like our close inner circle of friends as family, and you know when when, when you realise that that's a priority on everything, then yeah, you can really start to notice what's important. But when you're also so wrapped up in work, you kind of lose sight of what is important. So man, I, I can totally agree with you. I've been in the exact same situation. So mate, I, I feel you. Um, all right, Pai, that's great. So we're now going to go into our wrap-up questions, mate. So we're almost there. Um, all right, so our first wrap-up question, um, what would, what's your morning routine or a routine that you do every day to ensure something that you perceive as success? So it might not have to be success. Well, as an example, for me, every morning it's wake up and you have a long black. So, mate, that's my morning routine. It does not change, but if it does change, then I am just thrown out. Um, well, firm believe like you, got to have a coffee in the morning. Mate, always. For some reason, at four o'clock, because I'm always usually awake three thirty. Okay. I got to poop. <laughs> <laughs> My so, stomach will always work. So it's a coffee and a poop. Um. No, I really don't like to do the coffee before the poo. I usually oh, okay. like to take the coffee in the car because living down Palm Beach and. Working most of the works up Yatla through to north side out west. Um, you're in the car for like 45 minutes to an hour sort of thing. Yep. So I generally take the coffee for the drive just to have a drink. Okay. Um, but yeah, I don't know. The poo, something about the poo in the morning. You right. Got to do the poo. Just, just gets everything going. So you can almost set your watch by it, you would say. Um, it's definitely a built-in alarm clock, I guess. <laughs> Perfect, mate. All right. It's a great morning routine. It's uh, I, I, I follow a similar one. Coffee and poo. Yeah. All right, mate. Great. So uh, what's going to be your favourite pastime activity? Now, I think we touched on this, but uh, well, I think I have a good understanding of what it might be. But what do you reckon a pastime activity? And I want you to think of this as something that you're able to de-stress and kind of just something that takes your mind off everything. Um. Just getting together with a good group of people and just having drinks. Yep. It's, um, everyone seems to forget their 
their pain and their worries and um, everyone's happy except for later on in the night when someone starts drinking Bundaberg rum but <laughs> <laughs> no one drinks Bundaberg rum now Talk, talking shade on Bundy that's all good alright mate perfect um, <laughs> mate so uh, uh, so back to the question yeah that was because it was Bundaberg rum <laughs> who do you feel has had the biggest impact on your life and why now this can be someone in your family this could be me this could be uh, a celebrity it could be anyone it definitely between Nana, Nairi, and oh. um, and Narelle. Okay, yeah. Um, so can, can we can we clarify who Narelle is? So Narelle's my mum. Um, Lovely woman. Uh, so her and dad split when I was nine. Um, she she was fucking amazing. Like she raised raised three kids, um, pretty much on a on a single income. Um, Sometimes four when I'd come over because I'd, I'd eat enough for a, a couple. <laughs> Fuck. Me and Big Dog used to eat like... Yeah. I don't know. Like it was... Anyway. She did really well. She was amazing. But then I think back to Nana and Nana, like mum's dad, she he passed away when mum was two years old and so Nana raised four kids... Back, back then, took them on a round-the-world holiday, um, was regular in Heart Foundation charities, ran successful businesses. So, wow, just really torn between the two. Yep. You want to hold allegiance to mum? <laughs> Definitely. Because if she found out that you're favouring Nana, she'd slap the fuck out of you. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think Nana's... Nana was definitely fucking did an amazing job. That's awesome, mate. So, uh, perfect. All right. <coughs> um, now we've already talked about one of your biggest obstacles. It's going to be the foot, so uh, we, we won't touch any more on that. Sorry, I just got a tickle in my throat. You're right, mate. You're right. Um, what do you feel has been your biggest point of view uh, change or opinion? In recent times, it'd have to be actually on um, on happiness. Okay. Um, like the Beatles sung, "All you need is love." That's a fucking load of shit. <laughs> you can't live off love. You need money. <laughs> However, you don't need all the money in the world. There okay. is a balance, and. Um, I, growing up, ever from a young age, I remember I was like, like seven years old, and I was like, my brother would get like there was a chore chart, and on the chores, my brother used to get more money than me, and I would go to mum and dad, why does he get more money than me? They go, he does bigger jobs. I was like, well, fuck it, I'll do the bigger jobs. So it was all about money, and then. When I broke the foot last year, I realised it's not all about money. It's all about happiness. There's a balance. And when you find that balance, that's when you've succeeded. Yeah, there you go, mate. So sometimes it is more happy to do those easy jobs when you're young. Um, it's always 
It's always better to do the easy jumps. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Always. All right, Pi. And uh, for our last one, mate, are there any books, uh, podcasts, YouTube, YouTubers, influencers, or favourite quotes you'd like to pass on to everyone listening? Um, I don't read much books. I've never listened to a podcast. Okay. I'm actually blown away that I'm on a podcast. Right, okay. Um, I don't give a sh- don't really care about celebrities. Um, I I find fascination in the um, in business icons. I like to know that someone started from like a humble beginning and then made it big. I yep. hate to hear about people that are already in a in a influential spot and then just do another leap. I think that's shitty to recognise someone that does that. Um, so who would who would you like to bring to light in terms of or who would you like to give so? Up? The quote, there's one quote that yeah. I've always remembered, and it was in a, um, it was a Mark Boris um, autobiography, I can't remember the name of the book, but um, the quote is, if it's worth doing, it's worth doing now. Okay, nice man. Perfect, so that was Mark Boris. Is he the wizard guy, wizard home loans, when they used to be, Mark Boris? Yellow Brick Road. Okay. It was something else. Wasn't Wizard? No, there was something Wasn't else. Wasn't that before. the AFL, the Wizard, Mark, Wizard Homelands, Mark Morris? He, he did something and then sold it to start Yellow Brick Road. But right, okay. Yellow Brick Road's the more famous one. There you go. Alrighty. Well, Pie Man, Simon, that uh, wraps it up, mate. Thank you so much for being on. Uh, I know you're nervous, mate, and uh, it, it was actually quite tough to get you on here already took a little bit of convincing but mate thank you so much for your insights uh, really appreciate it and um, I'd just like to say like as we do have it, everyone on this podcast they're all normal Australians that are doing something a little bit different than the normal 9 to 5 so it was great to have you on mate uh, great to hear your story and hopefully for anyone out there especially if we get a few new audiences like in the construction industry um yeah, any, anything's possible, and mate, really great to hear that you know that you're doing well and that life's going well, and you know, no matter your setbacks that you have, whether it's uh, health or falling down a few holes, mate, you, you know, you're able to get back up eventually, and you know, sort your shit out and keep going. So, Pie Man, thanks for coming on, and uh, thanks for interviewing, Porno. That's all good, mate. That's all good. Uh, thanks everyone, and uh, we'll be back on shortly. Uh,